Welcome to the Oncology Soundbite, a podcast produced by the Seattle Cancer Care Alliance designed to offer bite-sized audible oncology education from one of the top cancer treatment centers in the nation. Medical professionals can tune in to learn from our nationally renowned team of experts representing Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center, UW Medicine, and Seattle Children's. We hope you'll listen and learn while we share disease-specific advancements with the collective goal of improving cancer care and patient outcomes, both regionally and beyond. I'm your host, Amy Martin, a senior physician liaison at the Seattle Cancer Care Alliance. During this episode, we will focus on diffuse large B-cell lymphoma, or DLBCL, as we will commonly refer to it during this show, and the latest treatment options available. With that in mind, I'd like to introduce our subject matter expert joining us today, Dr. Ryan Lynch, who serves as an attending physician at SCCA. Welcome to the show, Dr. Lynch. Thank you so much for having me. Great to have you. And I wanted to just start out by asking you to explain your role a little bit more at SCCA and your professional background. I am a lymphoma specialist at uh, Seattle Cancer Care Alliance. And so what that means is that uh, uh, I only see lymphoma patients at SCCA, and so one advantage uh, that I have is I get to focus very specifically on one subtype of cancer. And another part of, uh, another role that I have is as a clinical researcher. And so when I'm not in clinic, uh, I am working on development of clinical trials, uh, retrospective research, or essentially looking back at how we treat patients and see uh, if we can learn something from how we've treated patients in the past and how that may affect how we treat patients in the future. And uh, we try to integrate some of the newer targeted agents into the treatments of, diff uh, of, lymph of diffuse large B-cell lymphoma and other subtypes of lymphoma as well. Great. And it's so great that you have that area of expertise. So I'm curious um, what current clinical trials are currently available in this space of DLBCL? DLBCL is, is the most common subtype of lymphoma and uh, it affects uh, primarily patients between age 60 and 80 but it can, in, can affect patients really at any age. Uh, and uh, one good thing about diffuse large B cell lymphoma is that it is a curable cancer even when patients have stage 4 disease. Uh, and the way that this is cured is through combination chemotherapy. So not just giving one drug, uh, but giving multiple drugs at the same time. And so uh, historically, what this meant, uh, what chemotherapy was, was uh, just various types of, for lack of a better term, poisons uh, that uh, affect every cell in the body, but just so happen to preferentially affect cells in the body that grow very quickly. So that's one of the reasons, for example, patients lose hair when they're on chemotherapy, uh, is that hair grows relatively quickly compared to other cells of the body and can be affected by chemo. Uh, but uh, in subsequent decades, we've realized that the addition of targeted agents, uh, modern agents, can actually improve the cure rates. Uh, but diffuse large B-cell lymphoma has been stuck for about 15 or more years or so and there have been a lot of clinical trials that have tried to improve uh, the outcomes in uh, newly diagnosed diffuse large B-cell lymphoma, and unfortunately there hasn't been any winners in that time. And so 
uh, we do have uh, several clinical trials uh, that are open here, uh, including a couple that are actually homegrown clinical trials. And when I say homegrown, meaning uh, they were uh, conceived, designed, written, and implemented at our center. So not through, uh, this isn't something written by a pharmaceutical company. This is an idea that we, we take to companies that provide drugs and try to get uh, small grants for funding. Uh, either from the company or other places in order to do them. And so we have a couple studies open, both for uh, new diagnosed uh, lymphomas as well as uh, relapsed lymphomas. And these integrate really cool targeted agents into the treatment. Dr. Lynch, I believe there's also some new studies out specific to aggressive DLBCL. Can you elaborate on those? Yeah, so we have a study that's open, uh, or that's about to open, in fact. Uh, so there are some very high-risk large B-cell lymphomas. And so there are some where you look at the, the different characteristics of diagnosis, and historically these patients have not done very well with standard therapies. And so there's a drug called polituzumab fidotin, which is a targeted drug against uh, a protein that's on the surface of the lymphoma cells. And this drug acts in many ways like a Trojan horse. So uh, this drug attaches only to the cells that have this target, uh, but on this drug is essentially a toxin. And so that's why I say it's like a Trojan horse. It seems benign, and so the cell brings it into inside of it, and then the toxin gets released inside the cell. Uh, but this toxin uh, doesn't get released as much into non-cancer cells because it preferentially attacks these cells. Uh, and so uh, we've proposed combining this with uh, a combination chemotherapy regimen to try to improve the outcomes in these patients. Um, and then the other study that we have open is in the relapse setting. And so historically, patients uh, who have relapsed diffuse large B-cell lymphoma, uh, some of these patients can be cured uh, with additional chemotherapy and something called an autologous transplant. Uh, the autologous transplant is a treatment that allows for us to give higher doses of chemotherapy by saving the patient's stem cells and infusing them back in later. Uh, but the study that we have open is a way to integrate one of these new targeted agents, a drug called copamlicid, uh, with a combination chemotherapy regimen to try to improve the chances of success of treatment. That's incredible. It sounds really promising and exciting to hear about. Um, I am curious, just uh, I feel like it's important to just address the current circumstances that we're in with coronavirus and how that may have had any impact on your current practice and how you treat patients at this time. Yeah, so that's that's a really great question. And we have um, had a lot of meetings, well, Zoom meetings uh, with other uh, members of our group uh, having these discussions. Uh, in fact, we just as a group published an article between our lymphoma group, our multiple myeloma group, and our leukemia group. We just published an article in the journal Clinical Oncology, Oncology Practice, uh, describing how we have modified our practice uh, to treat uh, heme malignancies in this setting. But I think in short, for diffuse large B-cell lymphoma, because this is a very this can be a very aggressive lymphoma. Uh, it can be cured with combination chemotherapy. Um, with very rare exceptions, we're not seeing a big change in how we're managing these types of patients because if they're able to, these types of patients aren't usually able to delay their treatment, meaning that uh, um, slower growing cancers 
you can usually, maybe you can put that off for a couple months until things get better, but usually these aggressive lymphomas are so serious, these patients are seeking out attention. Uh, and we are at a point where we, we are able to treat these patients effectively, uh, and we have not seen any compromise in how we're treating a newly diagnosed diffuse large B-cell lymphoma, thankfully, at least here in Seattle. Yes, very thankfully. It's definitely a crazy time right now in the healthcare space. Um, but I so appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule um, to share more information about this space and the treatment options available. Is there anything else that you would want to share before we wrap this up? I can't think of any provider that hasn't gotten a setup to do telehealth visits. And so in some respect, uh, for select patients, we're making house calls again, uh, but this time through uh, webcams and the internet. And so uh, I've had the opportunity to uh, be invited into people's homes, so to speak, and uh, uh, and do consultations. Now, certainly if somebody needs to physically be here for an infusion, I'm going to see that patient in clinic. Uh, but certain types of consultations, second opinions, uh, long-term follow-ups, um, a lot of that can be done by telehealth. And uh, certainly we are uh, uh, trying to, ho we're hoping that this will continue uh, after uh, this uh, uh, this pandemic subsides and uh, will hopefully provide an opportunity uh, for patients to seek out the expertise that we offer, the disease-specific expertise in not just in lymphomas, but of course in other cancers as well. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Lynch, and thanks to our listeners for tuning in to the Oncology Soundbite. Thanks for having me, Amy. For more information about today's topic and other relevant healthcare provider news from SCCA, please visit our provider blog page at www.seattlecca.org slash provider blog and subscribe to our e-newsletter for access to future episodes and clinical updates. You can also find the Oncology Soundbite in your favorite podcast app. Plus, if you like what you're hearing, be sure to leave us a review. Until next time, thanks for listening and take good care.